Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on BlogTalkRadio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. If you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on BlogTalkRadio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. The number is 347-326-9470. Oh, need a minute to get something to write with? But don't worry, I'll give the number again right after the commentary. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. Look, if you just click the link on my webpage, or you're listening on iTunes, blogtalkradio.com, or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page, and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. The number is 347-326-9470. And don't forget, every show is a free download on iTunes or from my Blog Talk Radio page. Or if you like, you can Twitter me 
in your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook or Google Plus? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we've got a great show for you today. Talk Wheel is a real-time, interactive discussion application and platform built around group conversations. TalkWheel visually maps out and filters real-time discussions to allow groups to interact and share information with each other at higher levels than anywhere else on the web. TalkWheel is a great way for blogs, enterprises, online classes, and individuals to manage their different projects and networks around the most interactive discussion platform on the web. So what will TalkWheel do for you? Well, it's a real-time group discussion platform. It allows you to centralize all your conversations, gaining valuable insight from online conversations. No more scrolling through a book of emails. No more conversations overwhelmed by the loudest participants. You know who you are. Finally, an effective and interactive discussion model for groups. Well, that's just the beginning. To get down to the real nuts and bolts, we had to go direct to the source. CEO of TalkWheel, Jeff Harris, welcome to A Measure of Truth. Hello, Jeff. Are you there? I'm here. Thank you for having uh, me. All right, Jeff. Well, thank you for um, coming on board. You know, TalkWheel is, uh, I'm hearing a lot of buzz from um, people that I know that are actually using it, and everyone is real excited about it. And um, I'll just tell you what the, the CEO from Brat Records said about it. He just said, Mike, it's bananas. you got to check it out. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about this, this brand new interface and tool for um, chats and online blogs and everything else that's being used for. So I'll start by giving you a little background on why we actually started TalkWheel in the first place. Main problem we're trying to fix here. So group conversation online just isn't happening. If you look at the way people are communicating on Facebook or Twitter, you know, forums, it's still very one-to-one and Mm -hmm. one-to-many. There isn't a great way to bring groups of people together to really interact with each other in real time. So that's really what we set out to build. And we started testing out the different prototypes of the current discussion models that are being used. And there were two major flaws that we kept seeing across the board with the current discussion models, whether it's email, forums, Twitter feeds, all that stuff. The first one being is that everything is completely linear. It's just one comment stacked on top of another. This is fine if it's just me and you trying to interact with each other. But when there are 10, 20, hundreds of people trying to talk, what we kept seeing is individuals were getting lost, who's talking to whom. They mm-hmm. couldn't follow the flow of the conversation, so they were leaving one comment, and they were never coming back. You know, this true visual group dynamic of a real-world discussion wasn't being captured online. And the second big issue that I kept seeing is that users are overwhelmed. If you're following a brand on Twitter or Facebook, there's so much information, so many comments being made. It's really hard to drill down to what you really care about. So we want to create a way of filtering all this noise in conversations to always make the most relevant information to the user readily observable. Hmm. And and it's interesting because um, not only did you find a way to organize it, and of course there are other methods, tables and things like that, but you have a unique way that you put this all into a circle. And um, tell us where where you got the idea and the concept, because visually, of course, it is the way to be able to see everything in one place, the the easiest, this wheel concept. And, And where did you first get this idea from? 
good question. I mean, if you think about it in the real world, when you're the group of people, you don't try to stand in a straight line and try to talk to each other. <laughs> right. You try to create a circular dynamic to get everyone fully engaged. Mm-hmm. That basically, we're just bringing the real world dynamic of a discussion with a group of people and online. It's the whole concept behind it. Right, right. So you're adding somewhat of a human factor to these conversations, even though they're online. You found a way to sort of structure them in a way that people could feel more familiar. Yeah, and just being this visual roundtable dynamic, people feel much more comfortable. It's a much more intimate environment. So they're sharing a lot more information, and they're just having fun doing it. It's almost like playing a game, what users say. Right, right. So it's interactive, and it continues to be interactive even after the conversation has stopped. Tell us a little bit about how that works and how that helps people to be able to go back and rehash some of the things that were discussed. Yeah, exactly. So we wanted to have a conversation model that has great real-time capability, but that everything is also archived. So whether you missed a conversation, you can go back to it and pick up on everything afterwards. So we have the real-time capability as well as archiving everything for the history of the conversation. Right. My, um, Jeff, are you moving around in the room that you're in? Uh, not really. My phone's having a little bit of static, too. So I'll try yeah, to... yeah. We're we're just having a little bit of problem. And um, okay. is, is Patrick still coming on with us? Uh, Patrick actually wasn't. His phone dropped out, so he's unfortunately not going to be able to join. Oh, okay. Okay, good enough. But um, And this is a landline. Wow, it's really uh, yes. breaking up. Yeah. <laughs> it was just doing fine when we tested the line earlier. Okay, I guess we'll just have to deal with it. But, yeah. Um, So this company has been around in this concept for how long? And and tell us where it all began. Yeah, so we've been playing around with the conversation model for a couple of years now. Our first focus was actually more towards internal communication for businesses, allowing, creating a a better internal dynamic similar to Yammer or Salesforce or Jive, if you're familiar with those guys. But just recently, we've been getting so much interest from social media being able to create real-time interactive conversations around brands, that's, mm-hmm. that's really where we're taking it now. You know, a brand might have thousands or maybe millions of likes or followers on Twitter and Facebook, but the level of engagement is very low. So they mm-hmm. love Talkable because you can embed their pro- your product in Twitter, Facebook, their website, YouTube, all these different platforms, and create much more interactive, engaging conversations with their followers. Right, right. So, um, so – you you've sent me some tests of how they're being used as well as one for uh breast cancer one for the the brat studios give us uh an example of how it's being used and how um um organizations have sort of boosted their um their outreach to people who are following them and following their brand based on using talkwill yeah, so the, the main thing we wanted to do is we wanted to connect fans. We wanted to give way for fans to really interact with each other. On a Facebook wall, you're not even allowed to talk to another fan. You have to talk to the brand. So the mm. first thing we wanted to do is just allow fans to interact with each other. And you know, the core of all collaboration on social media is just fan-to-fan interaction. So that's what we really want to start by leveraging. So what we do is we'll take a talk about discussion model. Say we'll work with Brett Music you mentioned. So mm-hmm. and we embed our discussion model on – they have two different websites. We embed it on the worldofbrat.com site, and I think their other site is Chill with Mayor. So you have the same conversation going on on both websites, and you can have cross-platform conversations. And we also take the same discussion model that is being used on both websites and embed it in their three Facebook pages. So a person on Facebook could be talking to someone on their website, so it just allows a much more interactive, large conversation. Wow. So, and, and the user themselves, they give you um, permission to use this um, process to to help these uh, 
different platforms to interact, as you say, um, these cross-platforms. Now, how many of these are you actually putting together or, or able to? Because I know that you've got something also for um, Twitter as well. Yeah, so we can pretty much embed Talkwell anywhere online. So it's very easy to embed. It just takes a few lines of code. So we can embed it in any blog, any website, and just get it up and running. And we do have a product called Twitwheel, just twitwheel.com, which was kind of our, our main user test. We put it out there just to see what users would do with it. It's a roundtable visual, visualizing any person's Twitter stream. And it's been very, very popular. Uh, the past couple of months, you know, we have a million unique visitors. It's growing rapidly. We're setting new records every day for most time spent on the site. So people really do like this roundtable visual. It's kind of just our... You know, our credibility going to brands that people really like this dynamic. Mm, wow. Well, you know, um, apparently this is the next big thing, you know, and uh, I'm excited because I, I've gotten to you guys before it all blows up. And um, <laughs> it, it, it's it's really interesting because, again, I, I love ideas and concepts that resolve issues or conflicts with new technology. And um, that's what got my attention with you guys, because it's all about helping people to be able to use it more effectively. And that's what makes even Facebook and, you know, Twitter even more popular to others that may find it cumbersome and complicated by giving them another um, user interface that helps them to interact and keep track of what they're doing in a, in a much uh, a better way. Um, so, you know, my hat's off to you for being able to come up with this idea and concept. Yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah, our goal never was to build our own community. We wanted to go where people already were already going. You're already going to your Facebook page. You're already going to your Twitter page. You're already going to your YouTube page. Now just leverage that community in a much more effective manner. So that mm. was too much you know, the whole goal behind it. I, I know you're in uh, D.C. We've been getting a lot of interest of late from the from politicians using talk yeah, to interact more efficiently yeah. with the constituency. So that's an area we're really interested in is basically you know really creating a, making issues a lot more visible and to get people talking about it. So we're really interested in that area. I think the idea is starting to really take off there, too. You know something else, Jeff, is a lot of people with great ideas always try to outdo something that's already big or replicated. Or, But you came up with a way to, to work alongside of these, these amazing products that are out there and um, new technologies and create something that just makes them a little bit better. It doesn't take away from anything that they're doing. But it just helps people to enjoy them more. So that's just phenomenal. I mean, this is something that I think that should be done more often when people approach um, new technologies and ideas towards them. Really understand, first of all, I can tell by the way that you developed the concept that you were a user and someone who enjoyed using these things. Otherwise, you couldn't have created something that people would enjoy so much. So um, that's phenomenal in itself. So are you the programmer as well? Uh, I, I do probably the least amount of programming of anyone in the company. <laughs> we have a great team. Of, we have a great team of engineers that really do this. But yeah, I mean, our whole focus is to really build a great consumer-facing product, but as mm -hmm. well as create a lot of value for the brand too. So we do real-time analytics and you know all the comments too. So yeah. brands can get a lot of a lot of sentiment analysis and a lot of insight into what their users and consumers really feel about their products. So we've done, right. we've done a great, I think we've done a great job of that. So. So both brand-facing brand and consumer-facing, I think we do add quite a bit of value to both. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And, um, you know, tell people um, where they can um, find more information, your website, as well as how they can initiate using the product and what's the best way for someone to get their feet wet. Yeah, great. 
so we do have a kind of a free little sandbox we have on our website. It's just people going in there, you know, play around with it. Uh, it's not really in context, so we usually don't like to send people there. Uh, you can go to, uh, you mentioned uh, Brat Music, worldofbrat.com, uh, B-R-A-T. Uh, you can try it out there. Uh, we, have, we just launched a new campaign for Think Before You Pink. So yeah. That's a big, uh, thinkbeforeyoupink.org. It's a big movement. You know, just wearing pink, you know, cures cancer. There's so much more to it. So we're really excited about that opportunity. You can see the product there. That's probably, you know, the best context to really try it out. And, you know, if anyone is interested, they can always contact us, just jeff at talkwill.com, and I'm happy to walk them through a demo of the product. Really? You would happy to happily do it yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, I do pretty much <laughs> half the demos, at least here. So I pretty much sales, investors, that. walk them through the product myself and get them all kind of insight into it. Man, that's awesome. Jeff, you are truly hands-on, man. I like that. <laughs> yeah, don't let the CEO thing get to your head, man. Just stay humble like that. And, you know, um, we wish you the best, man. I think you got a great product. I'm still, you know, figuring it out. So don't you, know, you might get a phone call from me helping me to um, walk my way through this and get it set up for um, the various um, shows that we have. Um, turn it up as well as a measure of truth and um our new company as well social digital media so um yeah um i'm just you know really grateful and um as this thing evolves and progresses um i hope we can also talk again and, and talk about what's new and how um talk wheel is evolving and, and twit wheel and um see exactly what's in the future for it absolutely yeah we'd we love to keep in touch and if you mm. idea, if you're interested we're happy to give you a free little beta test on your website to try it out yourself Okay, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'll take you up on that. <laughs> That's awesome stuff. Well, thank you again, Jeff, and um, thanks to Patrick as well. Um, we got to talk with him briefly, and um, if there's anything else you wanted to share about the company, um, please go ahead and put it out there now. I think that's great. No, yeah, we're definitely launching a lot of brands right now. We're looking, always looking for more customers, first users. So we've mm-hmm. we got a really cool product, and we'd love to work with anyone out there that's interested. So. Yeah, yeah, it is awesome. It is awesome. Cool. And um, I'm sure this is going to catch on very quickly. Um, you guys made a – and is this your first um, web-based company? Uh, yeah, it's my first one. So I, I actually started it when I was in college. So Really? And how old are you now, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I'm 24. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> that is really awesome, man. You know, um you know, I just have a thing for young people that are out there taking their ideas and being positive and, and creating and you know, making it happen, man. So my hat's off to you and, and much kudos for that as well. Great. I appreciate your time today. Thanks a lot. All right, thank you. Hi, I'm Michael Fordham, host of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. And I want to take a moment to talk to you about a heinous crime against humanity that plagues our nation. And yes, believe it or not, communities just like yours. Here's something you can do today to lend your support in the fight against human trafficking, also known as modern slavery. For example, Tanya was only 11 when she was forced to use her body for her own survival and the perverse desires of others. Now 18, Tanya knows no other life. She can't even remember when she was able to choose how she wanted to dress. Tanya dreams of being a teacher one day, and with the help of Bridge to Freedom programs and your support, they can empower her and others like her to move from surviving to thriving. You can make a huge difference in the life of a survivor this year through your support and donations to Bridge to Freedom Foundation. Bridge to Freedom is a nonprofit organization that provides aid to survivors of slavery 
who now live in the U.S., such as former child soldiers and victims of sex trafficking and forced labor. The cornerstone of Bridge to Freedom's work is personal and professional development to help survivors adapt and thrive in their new lives and communities and find work to support themselves. The Bridge to Freedom Foundation needs your support to help people just like Tanya. They need your urgent action to ensure that they can continue to provide clothing and health and beauty services to these survivors. These are not only important for rebuilding self-esteem, but are crucial to finding employment. They're also in great need of storage containers and clothing racks to organize and store donations. While donations of needed items are vital, one sure thing that will help to stop the spread of this injustice and prevent it from thriving undetected is educating yourselves about human trafficking or slavery and knowing the signs and the proper authorities to contact if you become aware of a victim in crisis. Find out more at bridgetofreedomfoundation.org or if you have a reason to suspect that someone may be a victim of human trafficking, please call the National Human Trafficking Resource Center hotline on 1-888-373-7888. Multilingual call specialists are on standby 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. All calls are confidential. It requires great passion and purpose in order to reach extraordinary success. Born to Achieve will lay out numerous life-empowering principles in your quest towards greatness. Learn important tools for strengthening your position academically, personally, and socially. Examine the key components of a highly effective leader designed at taking you and the organization that you serve to the next level of success. This book will partner with you as you actively pursue your purpose and move into your place of destiny. Born to Achieve, Living in Pursuit of Greatness by Michael T. Brown. Michael T. Brown, welcome to A Measure of Truth. Thank you, Michael. Oh, well, thank you, Michael, for joining us. And um, I got a chance to read a little bit of this book, and I'm really excited about, you know, what you're doing and what you were able to do with this um, this very, very enlightening and motivating publication. Well, I appreciate that. I tell you, it's truly been a, a labor of love, and anytime we have the opportunity to share with young people and partner with families and communities, uh it's it's truly an honor and a privilege. Now, tell us a little bit, Mike, about your background um, and um, what brought you to actually writing this um, book, Born to Achieve, Living in Pursuit of Greatness. Yes, um, my background is as a school counselor. I've had the opportunity to work in the middle school for 10 years, and this is my first year uh, in the high school. And what really led me to writing the book was uh, during one year, each year I go into the classroom and I do a, you know, introductory guidance lesson. And one of my goals is to have all of the children to set goals. And it just dawned on me when I came back to my office. I said, I, I asked myself, well, what is my goal for the year? And then that's when my wheels started turning about this book. I really felt compelled to write out some key guiding principles to our youth and to help families. Um, to advance academically, personally, socially, and in their career choices. So often what I've noticed that from meeting with thousands of youth throughout the years is that none of them set out to fail. 
but oftentimes the missing ingredient are skills and or they lack the developmental assets in order to become successful. So this was my attempt uh, to lay out a few key guiding principles to our youth, talking to them, not at them. Now, tell us, uh, you said you've experienced um, actually um, hearing some interesting stories from people that sort of let you understand exactly what was needed and where our young people are today in their mindset. Tell us an example of that. Well, I, I remember one time meeting with a young man that uh, he was directed to come and see me in my office, and he just, you know, he shelled up. He was very, very tense, and I could tell he had some anger issues. And I just tried to, you know, get some information out of him to see what was going on, but he just wouldn't open up and budge. And I just encouraged him. I said, when you're ready to talk, then you come back, and we'll see what's going on so that way we can help you be successful in the classroom and at home. And to be honest with you, I didn't expect him to come back. And then the next day he came back and he opened up and said, you know, I'm just, I'm angry. And he talked about some some issues at home. Uh, and that was kind of the icebreaker, him just knowing that someone was there, someone cared for him, and someone was willing to, to offer some listening ears. And as we continued to talk, he began to share how he wanted to be successful, but he just struggled. He struggled personally. He struggled academically. And once we kind of got through some of those layers, it just really put in perspective what I've been learning through the years from working with not only young people but people in general, and that is oftentimes the, the, the missing ingredient is that sense of belonging, a sense of purpose and as I worked with this young person, we, we began to talk about what some of his career goals were. And that's a key that's a key component to find out what it is that what it is that you want to do in life to become successful. And then we can start talking about the ways to get there. Academically, what do you need to be doing? Personally, what are some things that you need to be doing career wise? So that was just one example of a young man who, who really pivoted and shifted and it was like a weight was lifted off his shoulders. I would see him in the hallway, and he, that frown turned into a smile, not because of what I'd done, but because of his willingness to open up. Now, tell us about the, uh, I saw in your website, apparently you're teaching some courses and some classes as well with some of these um, ideas and concepts that you have, and um, tell us about that program. Yes, uh, I was fortunate enough to create my own consulting company and it was really birthed out of subcontract work that I was doing in the area, going in and doing parent education. Uh, there's a program called the STEP program that helps build skills in, in, in families and in parents. And one thing I noticed is that oftentimes when you work in a, a systemic structure, for example, like the school division, you can become so entrenched in, in your in your work that you don't have the opportunity to branch out. But I always was passionate about not being one-dimensional, but seeing the, the need to, in, to empower families, to empower the community. And through this work, I've been able to, to go out and participate in a lot of different uh, initiatives that do just that, build skills in families, build skills in individuals, and point out the need of how all of us as stakeholders have a responsibility to empower our youth. 
as you know, when we look at all the the, the, the negative statistics that we face, uh, it's going to take an all-hands-on-deck approach. The school division can't do it alone. Families need help. Churches, organizations, we have to have a a combined effort if we're going to do some of this heavy lifting that needs to be done in our society. So through my through my company, it's been it's been an honor and a privilege to be able to to partner with like-minded people that are about empowering the community, such as yourself. Now, our our kids are in crisis. I mean, we we can see it in the news today that there's so much going on. And um, they're they're dealing with so much. Um, and, and you talked about one example of how you're able to get through. We, we do find that with um, a lot of parents, there there is a disconnect with their children. Um, tell us, w- what is it that you can offer as advice? What do you do as support and help for them to be able to, to break that barrier and reconnect with their kids so that they can be the support that they need? That's a great point, and that's a great a great question. In the book, we talk about the importance of family. And one thing that really sticks out is that when young people don't find a sense of belonging at home, oftentimes they find it in the wrong places or negative places. So we talk about the importance of young people and parents being able to open up and communicate with one another. For example, one strategy is called family meetings. We talk about that. In the book, we talk about how maybe just whether it's twice or three times a month, setting some time aside where everybody can have the opportunity to talk. Now, of course, there will be ground rules, and and we everyone has to remain respectful as we deal with some of these critical issues. But the importance of communication is so, so critical. So we talk a little bit about that in the book, and, and we talk about some importance, the importance of how to be an effective communicator, we talk about the importance of parents being quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. We talk about the importance of parents being the first to help build that positive self-esteem in children. So really, when you talk about how to strengthen families, uh, it really is a team approach. And we've got to get back to some of those basic values. Uh, right. and, and somebody might be thinking, well, you know, how do I reconnect with the family that might not even be intact. And I, I, I do understand that. For example, maybe someone's being raised in a foster home and they don't or they might not know their biological parents. Well we talk about in the book the importance of adopting a new family. Maybe those might be there might be those those loved ones or that maybe that church member or someone in the community that shows you love. Not all family, you know, comes in the biological form, but it many times it's those people that are around us who care for us. So we talk about that, the importance of young people seeking out mentors. It's it's surprising when if a young person will reach out for help or reach out for encouragement, oftentimes it's there. Uh, We have, I believe, uh, uh, in our DNA is a basic resilience. I've seen it time and time again throughout the years, young people that have been dealt maybe a bad hand, if you will, but down deep, there's a strength and a resilience to want to bounce back. And the book just really gives some guiding principles and some skills to help that that, that sense of passion. You know, it's interesting, Mike, because, you know, when you talk about reconnecting and finding time to communicate um, 
for families and things like that. It's amazing because when I was coming up, that was called dinner. Right. But when you when you really think about it, who eats together anymore as a family? You know, and and so many of these things have um, they, they sort of eroded the fabric of the family, and um, and it's happened without people even noticing because everyone else is doing the same thing. And um, I, I guess not only is a program like this important, but it, it just helps to show people that yeah, believe it or not. There are some things that you may be doing that you're overlooking that if you would make a change could make a big difference in the life of your child. So um, that's, that's exactly right. And oftentimes I'm the person that will call the parent and say, this is what your child is saying to me. And it might be surprising to you and your viewing audience or might not be surprising. I can't really remember an incident where I shot straight with a parent and talked to them directly and said, hey, this is where your child is coming from. Nine times out of ten, they've been very receptive. So we all have a responsibility to say, hey, you know, this is what your child is saying. Hear them out. And now, of course, the child has to be willing to hear the parents out. We all have that accountability piece. But that's a great point that you make. There's nothing really new under the sun. We know that, you know, you have to spend time with family. And in the hustle and bustle of our daily lives, it can be difficult. You know, if you're sitting in traffic all day, you get home, you know, the tendency might be to run by McDonald's and, you know, we eat real quick and then get ready for the next day. But sometimes it's just that five or ten minutes to be able to set aside and just maybe ask your child how their day was. Uh, And in the book, I talk about the importance of children asking their parents how their day is. Mm -hmm. You know, you you come home and maybe the – the parent is active and says, hey, how's your day going? How are things with you in school? And if a child just says, oh, good, or nothing really happened, then, you know, that breaks down communication. So I mm-hmm. encourage young people to say, hey, you know, ask your parents about how they how their day was. You know, getting to know them might not be so bad after all. Right, right. I remember I made a big mistake in my life. Well, it was my brother and I. And um, I remember every two weeks when my dad got paid, we got our allowance. And it was just one time we asked for our allowance before we said, hey, Dad, how was your day? (laughs) And that was the end of allowance. (laughs) We had no more allowance after that. I mean, my dad was into forever punishment, so that's just the way it went. But, you know, it is important. Hey, I'm I'm just not the bank here. I'm Dad, too. Exactly. Exactly. But even with that, it was a lesson taught. You know, and and we understood the importance of that as well, because, you know, my dad, he's a pastor now, but for 27 years, he was a policeman, you know, and, um, you know, as an adult, you realize any day he could have not come home. Wow. We should have been elated to see him walk through that door every time we saw him. So, you know, those things ring home, you know, Um, in one way you could say to yourself, uh, wow. That was harsh, but then in another, you know, you have to put yourself in his position and see what he saw. So, that's right, yeah. and that's a great point because oftentimes, you know, we we do understand the, ne- the negative statistics, but we also have to take time out and shout out those parents who are responsible, the way you just shout out, shouted out your dad. Uh, so often we hear about the negative things that young people are doing, but it's amazing to me also when I, you know, interact with kids, you know, there's still great young folks out there that are doing 
extraordinary thing that maybe 20 years ago would have been would not have been thought of. So we have to also point out what young people are doing well, what parents are doing well. It's interesting when I hold my parent education workshops. One of the first things I put out uh, put out there because those parents who come to me are often court ordered, so they often come. Mm kicking and screaming, not wanting to be there. But one thing I put out, and I try to set the tone very early, I'm not here to judge you. Uh, we all are works in progress. and We all are parents that are trying to get better and do better. So that kind of deflates deflates maybe some of what they came in with to say, hey, you know what, maybe I've made a few mistakes as a parent. Maybe even as a child I've made a few mistakes. But down deep, it points out the title of the book, We're Born to Achieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, Success, success can be can be there for all of us. Now, how we each define define success can be different. But when we talk about living out our abilities and connecting to a connecting to family and community, uh, I believe down deep we want that. So we have to play. We really have to be encouragers, and and because you know I just believe positive reinforcement works better than negative reinforcement. Right. And, you know, it's so important, too, to hear a kind word from that authority figure. Um, And it's so important to know that they really are paying attention to you and understand what your talents are and what your achievements are and celebrate you. So and and that's something that is um, is missed quite often as well. You know, it is. um, And and really is showing parents that, you know, you're the leader in the home. And part of being an elite, an effective leader, you know, and in the book I talk about uh, six key components of being a highly effective leader. And uh, we might can get into that a little bit later if we have time. But Yeah. Um, and um, I want to preface it by this, though. A lot of parents are making the mistakes now, and this is the reason why they don't have the leadership role or the um, their role as a parent and They've they've sort of diminished this because they're too concerned about being their child's best friend. Let's talk uh, about that a little bit. That's a good point. You know, certainly part of a parent's role uh, is to be that positive influence. You know, you can hang out with the children and have fun and have that friend relationship. But that's so critical what you pointed out because at the end of the day, as parents, we're responsible for helping raise cooperative responsible uh, members of society, children. And our key role in that, you know, we have to have a vision for our family. That's one of the points we talk about in the book. Get a hold of a vision. What do you see 10, 15, 20 years down the road, short-term and long-term, for your family? Because parents are leaders. Point number two, we talk about the importance of parents being able to serve, that role of leadership as servant. Uh, many times when we think about a leader, we think about someone who's always out front, barking orders, putting people into motion. And as parents, let's face it, sometimes we do have to do that. But also we have to be chief servant in the house, not always wanting to be served but to serve our families. Point number three, good character. That training begins at home. I believe it should. The importance of helping our young people to recognize that it's important to be responsible and trustworthy and to keep your word. Mm-hmm. The next point we talk about is lifelong learner, that just because we're parents or we're in that leadership role, we have to be transparent enough to show 
I'm still learning too. I'm still trying to progress. For example, I had one parent one time, you know, talk about how she's going back to school. And things like that are important. Your children see that, you know, hey, mom mom or dad is trying to progress in life too. And then the last the the next point was the the ability to be able to inspire our youth. That's through words and through deeds, but I believe it's better to see a sermon than hear a sermon. So we have a responsibility to 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 inspire our young people to get to the next level of success. And lastly, I talk about in the book uh, the importance of being problem solvers. It's, there's no mystery about it. Problems are inevitable. But when we focus in on just a few key principles, and I laid this out in the book, uh, of some ways to effectively solve problems, then that will help our families to strengthen and unite. And I try to do it in a way that, you know, is not preachy, uh, but at the same time just says, hey, consider these things. And it's in a format, you know, that's not not a very long read because, you know, people often get intimidated if you hand them a book that's got about 300 pages. Young people will feel like maybe that's not for me. But when you give them something that's kind of quick-hitting, directly to the point, and encouraging, I believe people will grasp a hold of these principles and begin to move to that next level of success. Wow. You know, it's so important, too, Mike, um, being problem solvers. If you really look at it, um, I would say most teen suicides are because there was a problem that they felt that they could no longer live with that was unresolved because they had not shared it with someone else or they felt that they had no other solution. That's right. That's right. You're 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 exactly right. And that's why we have to as in society we have to have that all hands on debt approach. Because when you look at an issue like suicide, the youth often feels that the problem that they're facing is permanent. You know, I'm gonna always struggle with this. But if they have that line of communication with someone, that caring friend or that caring or trusted adult, they'll recognize that many of the problems that you face, they're not longstanding. It's temporary. You'll get through this. That's why I felt so passionate about this book, and I still feel so passionate about this book. Uh, Oftentimes I would run into young people, and it was literally like they were saying, help me succeed. I want to do well. Mm -hmm. I want to find my place. Never once have I sat with a young person who set out to fail. Right. You know, but we just need a few guiding principles, and we need that encouragement. And when we all have that approach, and just not relinquish it over to the church or relinquish it over to schools or relinquish it over to government, we all have a responsibility. Maybe it's that young person in your neighborhood who you say, you know, his dad's not around. You might not be able to be a dad to him, but, hey, every now and again you might ask him how how he's doing in school. You might encourage him to pull his pants up. You might tell him, hey, you know, hey, son, I see something in you. Uh, I see great potential in you. Mm-hmm. Let's develop your skills. What, what talent do you have? What are you passionate about? Let's connect that to a career. And then oftentimes what the, what then oftentimes the young person won't need to be beat over the head with anything. Failure in comparison to success, there is no comparison. It's like almost the question of, you know, jail or college, which would you choose? Right. You know, 
most people would say, yes, I want to be successful, uh, but I just need some, some principles. So I encourage uh, myself and your view and your listening audience that if you know a young person who might be struggling, maybe point, if you, if you don't have the words to say or if you have trouble encouraging them, maybe point them to this book. There might be a key few principles that might help them along the way. All right. And we're going to just take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this with Michael T. Brown, author of Born to Achieve. Hi, I'm Michael Fordham, host of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and I want to take a quick minute to talk to you about Young Lives. Young Lives is a unique, cutting-edge, nonprofit Christian organization designed to empower and equip pregnant and parenting teen moms to become productive citizens in the community, a program that partners teens and mature Christian women to provide teen girls in crisis with timely encouragement, guidance, and ongoing support. Through the power of presence, kids' and teens' lives are dramatically impacted when caring adults come alongside them, sharing God's love. Because someone believes in them, they begin to see that their lives have great worth, meaning, and purpose. This is just the first step of a lifelong journey. The choices they make today, based on God's love for them, will impact their future decisions, the careers they choose, the marriages they form, and the families they raise. All of this can be traced back to the time when a young life leader reached out and entered their world. Your support will provide girls with an opportunity to attend parenting classes, summer camp, and empowerment programs that just might change their lives. To learn more, visit their website at younglivesdc.younglife.org or call the regional director, Sharon Holland, at 202-399-7017. Welcome back, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and we're talking with Michael T. Brown. Michael, are you there? Yes, sir. All right, all right. I think I um, muted the wrong one. Sound a lot better. Hello, Mike, you there? Yes, sir. I, I, yeah, I'm not sure if this is on my end or your end, but um, it definitely sounds better now. And um, so um, the book is out, and tell people where they can actually um, buy the book and, and get a copy of it. They can they can purchase it through PayPal right on my website, and that's at brownsleadership.com. Again, that's brownsleadership.com. Okay, and are they're going to be? Um, Will this ever make it to Amazon or any other outlets, or are you just planning on doing this by um, sort of the self-publishing method you're using? I hope very soon to have it available at Books a Million. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, so the audience can stay tuned if they want to go there, but they can also go directly to my website. Right, and your website will also let people know every place, you know, as it comes up when you're having distribution out there as well. Now, what about public appearances? Are you going to be speaking anywhere? Are you going to be actually doing any book signings in the up-and-coming future, maybe even at this Books a Million? Actually, uh, on April the 7th at 2nd and Charles in in Woodbridge, Virginia, I'll be doing a book signing then beginning at around 10 a.m., probably through, through the early afternoon. So if anybody wanted to stop by and they can either purchase the book there, I'll have some mm-hmm. with me, uh, or they can 
purchase it online and bring it, and I will be doing signing. Awesome. You have to send us um, via email, uh, whatever you're using to promote that, and uh, we'll be sure to post that on Facebook as well. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So, Mike, um, this is your first book, is it? Yes, sir, it is. Yeah, and I can see that there are many more to come. Um, <laughs> how long did it take you to actually write this and to um, to get this book out? Well, you know, when you work a full-time job and a part-time, you have to be strategic <laughs> about it, you know. Right. So I would say the entire process took about a year and a half. Most of that process was the editing, the proofreading. I'd say the general points flowed pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that probably took about... I'd say about six months to actually write it, and then the rest was the editing and the proofreading and getting it all polished. Oh, that's great, man. That's great. Well, it's a it's an awesome first effort, and um, you're definitely on the right path. And um, you know, we look forward to hearing a lot more from you in the near future. And um, we'd like to have you back on too. I'll, I'll be covering some some news stories um, that have to do with youth. And um, I would love to have you on as a, as an expert and um, to get your um, your opinion and your insight as well on may, what may be going on in some of the stories that we hear across the nation. I, I would greatly appreciate that. And, and, Mike, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for all the great things you're doing in the community and being that positive voice. So keep up the, the good work. Oh, well, thank you, Mike. And, um, you know, I'm just hoping to do as much good work as you're doing, man, Uh, because it's all about real connections, real people, and making a real difference. And uh, that's exactly what you're doing, man. And uh, we really appreciate you for your work. Likewise. Thank you again. Okay, Mike. Thanks. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Kainu, which means Our House and Haitian Creole, is an organization devoted to caring for abandoned and disenfranchised youth in Haiti. Kainu was started in 2009 by Executive Director E. Joanne Richard. Kainu aims to address the physical, emotional, and academic needs of Haitian youth. Their organizational model has adapted to the challenges unearthed by the devastating January 12th earthquake, which destroyed the majority of the government's buildings and the country's already weak infrastructure. This natural disaster created tremendous challenges which adversely impact the hopes of the Haitian population and the future of the country. In addition to the earthquake, recent hurricanes and other natural disasters rendered the community unable to meet the basic quality of life needs for the majority of its citizens, especially in the rural communities. Kainu seeks to rebuild hope through education and employment opportunities, as well as create relevant and duplicatable projects that the people of Haiti will be able to manage. In addition to the youth, Kainu seeks to help the adults of Haiti with the reconstruction of schools and housing. Sponsor a child and create real, lasting change, not only for them, but for their community. For just $15, a child can receive a full uniform for the school year. Kainu believes that the uniforms will build confidence for the students and also encourage families to enroll their kids in school, knowing that they will not have to choose between educating their children over feeding their families. Become a sponsor by promoting this event via email, on Facebook, Twitter, and with your community, networks, family, friends, and coworkers. For more information, check out kainu.org. That's K-A-Y-N-O-U-I-N-C dot org.
If I may paraphrase Stephen King, the most important things are the hardest things to say. These are the things you feel ashamed of because mere words only diminish the thought. You see, words shrink things that seem limitless when they were in our hearts and minds to no more than just living size when brought out into the open. Oh, but it's more than that, isn't it? You see, the most important things lie too close to wherever your secret heart is buried. Like landmarks to a treasurer, your enemies would love to steal away and use against you at the worst possible moment. But still, you make revelations that cost you dearly, only to have people look at you like you're crazy, not understanding what you've said at all or why you thought it was so important that you almost cried when you were saying it. Do you know what's even worse than that? Is when the secret stays locked within and you can't get it out. Not for want of the courage to talk about it, but for want of someone who will just listen. Just listen. As someone who spends a great deal of time searching for the truth, the lesson that I've learned from this quote is, if you want the truth, you have to be prepared to release all judgment and be open enough to hear and accept the truth in whatever form it might take. Judgment alters the truth by changing how it's told or presented. Not accepting the truth stops the bearer from sharing the truth. Ignoring the truth kills ambition and is a recipe for disaster and makes success impossible. We all over the years have learned to guard ourselves against deception, but I've also come to realize that in most cases, you don't even have to discover or discern the truth. You just have to let it be and see it for what it is. Maybe you have a story too. It doesn't have to be just like the one we've heard. Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm here. And I'm willing to listen. All I ask from you is a measure of truth. India Irene, don't look to get legit through their establishment. Don't even bother to attend. It was establishment to bend. Right, righteous. Keep your Oscar, keep your Grammy. Don't even send me a nomination, invitation of indoctrination, abomination. No need for validation from your pagan temple men of gold. Truth be told, I ain't so out for in. Heaven is my origin. Sin or no sin. Original sin it did begin when idolatry came. Satan to blame. Change the focus. Hocus pocus with his aim. Give you the world is his claim. Give you the world is his fame game. Is that the game? For you to praise God's name. Jealous is he, him only will it be. Why can't we see? Because we're blinded by the temporary nature of our temporal existence. It's resistance that we need. Rebuke Satan, relate to God, prostrate, humility to create, repent, relent, less is best. Arrogant lies we must despise. Arrogant hypocrisy we must not be. Fame is lame and arrogant is not down to earth. What's it worth? Nothing. You get what you ask for. Do not adore this world, for it will not last. For you said so come to pass. Don't go so fast. Stop. 
Job well done is what I live to hear, but not from you, man. Keep your cheering. God being all for I heard his call and I speak the words that I hear. The glory will be his and not mine. Divine, 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 thou art mine. Divine inspiration, the vine. Divine revelation, his holy creation. The vine was mine, is mine. And the way, and the way is the truth. And the truth is the life. Could it, might it be right? Let there be light. Take time to ponder, ponder the Father. Take time to contemplate, don't wait. Ponder and wonder, take it under consideration. Healing has begun. Denzel will, God say, well done. Money is the root, money is the loot, money our money is paper, back by what, where, when, that's sin, rubies, diamonds, gold now, that's true treasure, it's God, the pleasure, and his pleasure to endure, that's for sure, of these things you strip the earth for you to hoard, 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 all aboard the train to get what you dangle, truth you mangle, there's nothing behind the dollar but selfishness and debt restless, we've been sold a lie of the American dream, time to wake up and glean something else like righteousness, not the mess of this whole system, for it will lean and fall like the Babel Tower. God's will shall be done. Mercy, mercy me. Things ain't what they used to be, no. Things ain't what they used to be. We, we, us, that's you and me. We have got to be different. We can't stay the same. We have got to enlighten every member of the game. In this game of life, there's too much strife. There's too much hurt. There's too much hate. Everyone's perceptions cloud the debate. Right and wrong. Wrong and right. Where is our fight? I say, let there be light. Truth first starts the healing of our pain. For us, he was slain. Ain't no time to be lame. It's time to reclaim, rebirth, and rename the game. I came to proclaim through enlightenment. And that's the only reason why I was sent and rested no more. No lies to adorn. We have to teach the kids all the reasons why. We have to teach the kids not to fall but to fly. They're killing each other, incarcerated, following the lie, mindlessly indoctrinated. Why, oh why could willing it be the reason his ways still pleasing, his grave, his legacy still breathing our minds? Think about it, if you will, the process of thinking he did kill as he set up for generation after generation. It's still clear that we haven't recovered. Shackle in the mind, my people, shackle in the mind, it's time for a revolution. You see, I think that a revolution is the only solution to this here pollution of the mind. A revolutionary method to unwash the brain, to cleanse the stain. The revolution is the truth, we must speak the truth and live the truth. A revolutionary method to rid us of corruption, destruction. We can't stop talking about it until our people, our children are thinking about it. Thinking, thinking it all, thinking it all. Us, 
Up against the wall, our arms and legs spread tall. Y'all, can't you see the state of mind of the majority are the educated in the African-American community? The majority are the enlightened in the African-American community. The majority are the responsible men in the African-American community. The majority is spirituality. The majority of our youth, if you can say yes, then it's time to be set free. Mercy, mercy me. Things ain't what they used to be. And all the radio sings the sound of fornication bound, the sound of Sodom and Gomorrah bound. Explicit lyrics of lust, lust, lust. It's okay to sing about where to lick me, where to stick me. In our society, the adults, they let it be. Mercy, mercy me for the children to see. In our society, right is wrong and wrong is right. That's the song they sing with all their might. Sober is wrong and DUI is right. That's the tune they chant with all their might. Crystal to drink, that's all they think. And that dance of their mind sink. Adorning nothing but a maze. Drink, 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 whore. Babylon does wink. Our society does sink into a pit of death. It stinks. When will we stop to think, think, think? But that's what they said about rock and roll, 103.9, this jockey told that the supply at half past nine to the sound of my words. Freedom of speech is what they say. Freedom to destroy the morals of yesterday. Well, this is what I have to say. This is what I have to say, y'all. How far are we? How far are we willing to go? How much are we willing to show? Slippery slope, this is slippery slope. Act like we know, no righteousness we glow. I ain't willing to go on the Sodom and Gomorrah show. Does anything go? Does anything go? Does anything go? Don't say no till you open your eyes. Take a look at your world. Anything goes on the radio, practically anything goes on that videos, anything goes on those reality shows, violence, cries, the video game woes, and that's why our children don't grow. Anything goes on the political game show, still the presidency is just what we know. Contradictions, truth, derelictions, responsibility, and remission, it's all fiction, it's a lie. Mercy, mercy me, things ain't what they seem to be, no, if we don't grab the mic, make a plan, take a... All right, we've just come to the end of another show, and uh, special thanks to our producer, Donna Hardiman. You've been listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. And I'm Michael Fordham, but before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words, they become actions. And watch your actions, they become habits. And watch your habits, they become your character. And watch your character, it becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.